everybody. I hope you can hear me because uh, I am being technologically challenged today. No video. Well, that's that's not my stun double right there. That's Jormania with me. Do, uh, you know, doing another one of our exciting AMAs. Um, say hi to everyone, Joe. Yeah, hello, everybody. I hope everybody's having a good morning or night or day, I guess, depending where they are. Morning here, yeah. but I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my coffee, so let's uh, cover right. it. We had, we had a really great uh, dev update this week. Um, video, as usual, should come out Sunday. Been a pretty crazy week uh, in the crypto space, uh, but yeah, that happens from time to time. Just, I don't know, man. Fun, fun. Oh fun. yeah, oh yeah. Let, let's you know, let, let's uh, let's get some let's get some meme coins going on Cardano or, or an Ergo, right? Or, some more. Uh, uh, I don't know. Don't. People do it. I guess. Uh, I guess you know. One one beauty of like open permissionless systems is. People can do whatever they want. And one downside is people can do whatever they want. And, you know, sometimes there's a lot of sketchy nonsense that goes on, but, uh, yeah, I hope everybody manages the risks, uh, trades. Well, that's fun. And they won't, <laughs> you know, they won't, you know, there's going to be people who are going to be like, Oh my God, it just dumped to next to nothing. And I put all my money into this. Why? Why didn't do the same thing? This other meme coin that actually went up. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it, it it's it's kind of interesting. Um, like this whole space, our our whole um, our whole space, the the blockchain space, the DeFi space, the the Web three space. You know, I I kind of think about this stuff sometimes. You know, I mean, traditionally, well, I mean, I, I don't know if everybody would agree with me. Like, for example, I'd say, you know, Sam. My uh, business partner would not agree with me because he's into that kind of stuff. But to me, traditional banking is kind of boring. Like it, it was always kind of boring. You know, I know it's 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 fascinating to some, and I'm not saying that it's not a fascinating uh, or an interest. Uh, you know, just economics aren't an interesting field. Um, but to me, and I guess to you know some people, just regular banking is just not that exciting. You know, it's just banking. It's finances. You know, it's like well, finances. You make money. You spend money. You borrow money. You give money back. That's basically what it is. You know, and then you got this ecosystem where you were basically. I mean, this this is this is a lot of this is finance based, right? A lot of this is finance, uh, you know, banking the unbanked, even though I'm not very crazy, it's not too crazy about that particular saying, but you know, cause we're not really looking to be the bank, but, um, you know, we're making the stuff fun that traditionally is just kind of, uh, perceived to be a bunch of, uh, dudes that look like the monopoly guy sitting somewhere in a dark room with the, you know, smoking cigars and contemplating about how to, how to proceed about and, uh, yeah, yeah, just, uh, it, it, it's now it's fun. Now it's interesting. Now, you know, people are really a lot more like free and having fun with assets, but then they forget that sometimes that it is real money. Like you're not, you know, it, it's, it's real money. Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you make it out of nothing and, and it doesn't seem like real money because you put in a, you know, 50 bucks, and then you hit it big on some coin and then you made like, you know, uh, 5,000 bucks. I mean, it just kind of came out of nowhere. 
right? And then, okay, well, but it's not real money, right? It's 5,000. But then again, you know, it's just, that's why some people just kind of don't feel it. But then if you're not careful about it, you will feel it. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, be careful out there, guys. Don't, uh, you know, don't, uh, like, this is real money. You know, this is, this, is, uh, this is wealth. This is wealth. Sometimes it can be spent in something else uh, instead of uh, speculating on some random super volatile asset that makes no sense. Um, yeah, but I guess to each their own. Yeah, you know, I've always said that I would prefer to go to a casino because the drinks are free, right? A lot of the, a lot of the time. True. A lot of the times I see, you know, the, that's like speculative mania that crypto goes in and out of sometimes is like a game of musical chairs where, uh, you know, sometimes the music stops and there are no chairs. <laughs> so please, uh, yeah. Manage your risks out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, you know, I guess, I guess we, uh, we had, we did enough, uh, you know, be careful, kids. Watch, watch out. You know, watch out out there, kids. Talk. So let's, uh, yeah, let's let, let let let's get into some updates here. All right. So um, yeah. So from my end, um, just kind of been again wor- uh, continuing to work on what I've been working on on the education curriculum as well as. Uh, uh, speaking to uh, a couple of interested VCs. I've also been kind of working with uh, a, one of the uh, other members of the, the EF on a, another um, potential, uh, potential uh, fund list that we can potentially bring into Ergo uh, to, you know, well, to finance some projects. Um it is a slow process. You know, it's, it's the market is crap right now and uh, everybody's super cautious and nobody, you know, n- nobody really just wants to take any chances, but it is what it is. And we will, you know, overcome. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's something that I've been paying a lot of uh, p- doing, doing a lot of work on. Uh, also uh, approached a couple of uh, new exchanges and partners about Rosen um again it's kind of a slow process but we are uh, we are progressing with that um and uh yeah we actually filmed another really good episode of ergo pulse uh this weekend with none other than uh, qx parentheses uh and uh, yeah that's going to be coming out real soon for you uh so yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, we're, you know, we were, we're keeping our heads down, but we are definitely working. Um, so exchanges, uh, you know, right now, again, uh, we have a really good leads and, and I am having conversations. However, um, there's quite a few, well, because we are concentrating on, or I'm at least concentrating on finding an, an exchange that would list Ergo in the U.S. And this is a bit of a challenge due to this, you know, the the, the regulatory landscape of the SEC right now. So um, again, this is uh, not a fast process, but we I am and we are working on it. And I mean, it will get done. It's just a matter of a time. How about you, Joe? What have you been up to? Oof. I've been busy. Uh, there's been a lot going on in the ecosystem in the back end, right? A lot of uh, community development. We've, you know, are pushing towards the uh, bootstrapping with uh, Nevo Pals, uh, you know, with the node. Uh, Dexy's coming together. 
Uh, there's a lot of community projects out there that are, you know, in the process of refinement, pushing towards mainnet. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where sometimes there's a lot of work behind the surface that just doesn't show up yet, but I'm, I'm pretty excited for the next couple of months. There's going to be a lot of neat stuff coming to market. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, how about we get some questions? What do you think? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. We're, we're, we are ever ready to get to these fine questions we got out here and that uh, we got a few, um, okay. Um, this is a, this is an interesting question. So, uh, so Tamaz, uh, asks, uh, do you consider EUTXO superior to account model? Uh, why do you think ETH chose account model? Did they see its problems? Did they find it easier and hope that it would get solved later? Uh, wh why don't you tackle this one, Joe? I know you, you got some, uh, some good thoughts about this. Well, I think net and net, they're different tools, right? And so then you have to ask, okay, what's the benefit trade-off, uh, you know, between a hammer and a drill, so to speak, right? I don't, I don't think superior is necessarily the right approach. It's just understanding the tool and what the trade-offs are. Uh, you know, and you can say, okay, this idea of global state is, you know, kind of interesting. Uh, but then when you get to kind of the, let's say, limitations of blockchains, uh, you know, and, and you get into this idea of scaling, uh, you need to take local state off chain, you know, transform it and settle it. And so, you know, UTXO naturally kind of, uh, I don't know, is overlaps well with that scaling idea of off chain scaling. Uh, you know, it kind of comes with this potential concurrency issue, uh, which has never really actually been that much of an issue. I know that in like 2019, uh, I think it was Ilya was the first one to propose this idea of batching uh, transactions off chain, settling them on chain. Uh, you know, that is a nice way to, you know, kind of work around the concurrency issue, but it also creates a new uh, paradigm where it's like, okay, you have this idea of uh, kind of like federated batchers, which are often closed source and, you know, potentially prone to manipulation versus, uh, you know, having it open source and distributed and it, in a way it then becomes similar to like a type of mining, right. Where you batch and settle transactions. Hopefully there's some sort of, uh, incentive to run that. So I, I don't think that the concurrency thing is, uh, so much of an issue as long as, uh, the solution makes sense. Right. And I think there are some solutions out there that, uh, kind of don't make sense. They're a little bit right for abuse or, uh, gatekeeping. So I can, I can see why, you know, some people in the account world wouldn't like that, but I think if it's done properly, it's just a new type of, uh, incentivized mining to get people to run off chain infrastructure in a more distributed way, which is always good for decentralization anyway. Uh, why do I think ETH chose the account model? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. Right. Uh, and did they see its problem again? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't like to uh, say that I knew what people were thinking at the time when I have no idea. Uh, let's say, do they find it easier? I think for certain things, it is easier for certain things. It's kind of wonky, right? Um, 
like this idea of smart contract based tokens versus native tokens. I, I definitely think in that sense, I, extended utxo is better uh you know they don't have the sign the body concurrency stuff uh, but there are solutions to that right it's not um as though let's say you know one is good one is bad i think that kind of black and white thinking is just a little silly uh i tend to like the uh smart contract model and extended utxo i think it's it's somewhat you know refined and and that uh I don't know, has a certain beauty versus things calling other things, calling other things. Uh, but you know, the truth is if it's done well, the account model can work well, right? If the extended UTXO model is done well, it can work well. So at the end of the day, it's not always the tool. It's the person behind the tool. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's a, that's a great way of breaking it down. Um, I, I see this narrative a lot in, um, in crypto where, um, you know, I guess it's, it's another one of our, uh, kind of things about, about the crypto ecosystem and the blockchain ecosystem in general. And that is, we get a little bit, um, kind of, um, I guess not cultish, but a little bit too, like, uh, that's my team and that's your team and my team is better than your team type of attitude. And, uh, in some cases it, it's true, uh, you know, because there definitely are some just shit coins and shit chains and VC pump and dumps out there that deserve to be shed on. But a lot of times, you know, it's, it's just, like you said, it's different tools. Uh, you know, is proof of work superior to proof of stake is proof of stake superior to proof of work. Not, not really. I mean, it's just different tools. Um, there, there's a way to, it's just different tools and different applications and different scenarios in which these things are utilized. So, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah. And again, like, like you said, it's, it's about who uses it and how they utilize it. Um, you know, um, what was it? Alex was saying that, uh, what is it? Somebody that took a, that uh like forked uh forked the chain and what are they forked bitcoin or, or one of the one of the earlier chains and uh just uh didn't even uh change the names or something like that and then they you know they just basically they just crapped out and did whatever they want with it yeah it's, it's just yeah it's 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 all about it's all about the flavor behind the technology that that makes a difference a lot of time All right, let's let's get to another question here. All right. So no, actually, uh, we have another follow from Tomaz. Do you think RSV holders will profit from excellent growth of SIG USD usage? What do you think about that one, Joe? Well, I, I did a hackathon project that I haven't quite finished <laughs> around, you know, proposed updates to SIG USD. You know, I didn't design it, number one, so I kind of have to say that uh, there are some choices there that uh, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of, but I think that potentially, yeah, but you also have to remember that RSV holders are not on the same team, right? Um, you know, if there's profitability in a position, then it's a race to the exit um, as in most things, right? So I, I think that in a way in understanding like the dynamic and game theory there, uh, start by recognizing RSV holders are not, uh, on the same team, right? 
uh, you all have your individual position that's either in profit or loss. And if you're in profit, uh, you know, there is a potential that if you don't realize that other people will realize that and then kind of uh, drain some erg from the treasury that your RSV represents, and then you're not in profit, right? So uh, I think that it's dangerous in a way to have the assumption that uh, RSV holders um, are all on the same team or not. But yeah, potentially, uh, if people don't, uh, let's say redeem, um, SIGUSD and it becomes something that circulates, uh, for a longer period of time, I think there's uh, kind of an assumption you can make that the, uh, prior or the value of RSV and ERG in the treasury won't be redeemed by SIGUSD because it's busy out on the market. But uh, again, you're not on the same team as other holders. I think that's really important to understand here. Yep. Yep. Good answer. Good answer. Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to another question. Um, yeah. And this is actually a good question. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we got storage rent coming up. So while storage, uh, here's, here's the question while storage rent is a real po is a real positive, I feel like the team has negative connotations for people. Uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the term has negative connotations for people. Do you think there is, there is merit in looking to rename it? So, uh, so people new to Ergo don't see it negatively. I mean, you know, um, uh, and and again, I'll let you tackle this one, Joe, because I'm sure you got you got your own thoughts about this. But uh, it, it, I mean, it is what it is. It's it is storage rent. It's just a matter of uh, understanding what it means. Uh, there's always going to be somebody who misunderstands the the context of a term, and you know, uh, well. Uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be upset about something. I mean, you know, the Japanese is, is, is a great example of it. Um, uh, the, 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 there's some, some English words or some, you know, some, some Western words that makes it their way into Japanese, but then they, uh, kind of mix it up and make it into their own. And so it actually completely changes the meaning, uh, meaning like, for example, in Japanese, they would say sign, but what they actually mean, you have to write your full name. It's not actually signatures, write your full name. Another thing is note, you know, take a note means a notebook and not, uh, and not just uh, writing a note. I mean, it's just an example, you know, it's, it's to, to me, it's weird, you know, to somebody else, to me, it confuses me. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Sign? You don't mean sign. You mean write my name and, 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 you know, and, and capital letters. Um, yeah, so it's just, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think personally that it has a negative connotation. Um, I think it's very straight to the point. Um, it's important to understand the context of it. Um, and I mean, what else would you name it to? I mean, I don't know. Well, what do you think about this, Joe? Well, it's hard to say if there's value in that. Like, okay. My personal opinion is that, uh, sometimes there's a lot of repackaging and marketing in the crypto space. That's just complete fucking nonsense where, you know, you take something that already exists and you give it a new fancy name and everyone's like, Oh, look at the new fancy thing. Right. Um, you'll see that. Uh, but does it, you know, actually, you know, kind of connect and potentially, I guess, get end consumers to look and investigate and learn maybe. So, uh, you know, I'm not always the best marketing guy. So I, I would leave that to the community. Ultimately, I think storage rent is, is 
you know, a very, very, very interesting uh, and long-term a net positive thing. Um, you know, we come to market with this unique idea and you have to remember as well, storage rent is an adjustable parameter, so it can potentially be turned off or, um, you know, I guess at some point in the future, if it needed to, it could even be, uh, raised, right. It's, it's an adjustable, um, option for miners, but, uh, it's this idea that chain state, uh, is kind of a scarce resource, right? You, you're getting, uh, you know, chains that are bloating at really, 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 really rapid rates. And that's something that, uh, the end consumer doesn't necessarily see, right? Like if, if you were to say, okay, we're going to turn up Ergo's block speed to the maximum, right? You're also, uh, growing the state of the chain, uh, more rapidly. And then it kind of creates this long-term question, who's going to store all of this data, right? Um, now what, uh, storage rent allows, uh, miners to do, and you got to remember that Ergo kind of came from this idea of solo mining is to concentrate the net value per byte of the state of the chain where, you know, you may have, let's look right now, how many meme coins have been created, uh, in the last week <laughs> across the crypto ecosystem and how many of them will have value in, you know, four years, eight years, 12 years versus how much of it will just be, uh, you know, basically stagnant space that, you know, somebody somewhere is supposed to store indefinitely for free, right? It's kind of like spam filtering in a way. Um, so I think that there's a lot of neat incentives there. Uh, it does kind of encourage, uh, crypto to be used more as like peer to peer cash versus this idea, buy it and then put it on a shelf and then hope it, you know, uh, gains value versus it, you know, kind of creates this natural incentive for there to be velocity, uh, in money where it moves, right? If everybody took their dollars and just uh, said, okay, I'm going to take a dollar and store it and never use it. Uh, yeah, the economy wouldn't be so good. So I think there's a lot of neat primitives there. I think long-term in terms of, uh, Oh, like, uh, economic incentive for miners. It's a really, really, really interesting vector, especially if we start to think about how storage rent and, you know, potential TVL could actually allow value to, instead of be potentially locked for eternity, um, actually kind of pass through the system and actually create future incentives for miners. It's, it's a fascinating, uh, Fascinating idea. I think we can build a lot of cool stuff on long-term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I think, yeah, you said, you said it, um, anyway, um, let's, uh, let's go to another question. Um, Okay. Well, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Um, here's a question for Rosen, although we are going to do a Rosen, uh, Ergo pulse really soon. Um, there are a few questions here. So would it be possible to bridge Monero with Rosen? Uh, what do you think, Joe? Would it be possible? 
Yeah, I mean, Monero's bridged to other blockchains, so I don't see why, like, uh, technically it's not possible. I'm actually a big fan of having privacy coins um, involved in bridging. Now, so, you know, I guess sometimes it depends, uh, you know, what kind of signatures they support. Uh, but, you know, the idea of having... Uh, you're already seeing that in a way with, with uh, kind of some in the Bitcoin community where they're using... Uh, Monero or other privacy uh, empowered coins to kind of obfuscate their gains or transactions and kind of move uh, into the gray and back. Right. I, I think there's a lot of value in privacy. Um, now, potentially uh, I'd, I'd love to see that build out more um, on Ergo itself, but having kind of the uh, privacy cash oriented coins, you know, um, is a big value value benefit. It's a nice tool to give users. So I I've always liked Monero, right? Um, I think that in terms of like the actual push for P2P adoption of, of cash is probably one of the leading communities. Um, I think that it's very nice when you get privacy oriented projects because you know where they stand on such things, right? Monero kind of always, uh, I don't know. Let's just say embodied this idea of kind of fu money versus you have others that are like, Hey, let's, uh, you know, try to kind of behave <laughs> and you know, the Monero community just doesn't right. They do their own thing. And I respect that because it's like, uh, I don't know, they hold their position. Right. And there's a lot of things in the space where, you know, push comes to shove. I don't really know where their principles are. And if I don't know where someone's principles are, I, I can't see sustainable value there. I can't trust that. So I like privacy projects. I always have. That's actually like, if you look at historically my interest in crypto, uh, that's kind of, I guess, yeah, something that's always fascinated me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it is also good to be able to bridge two privacy projects without actually being a privacy project. I mean, just as far as in general, you know, what Ergo is, as we always say, Ergo has, is not a privacy coin. It is a blockchain with, with robust privacy tooling. Yeah. We support graphic uh, features on the application level. Just that simple. Um, but yeah, you know, it's kind of like a type of, stable coin that's not necessarily pegged to anything, but it can be a very useful um, cash-like product that, you know, has a benefit beyond like your traditional stable coin uh, where it's, you know, isn't going to be blacklisted or tracked or any of this other fun stuff that we're seeing. It's hard to predict where some projects are going to take that and, and even where their principles are aligned even is if they have any, I don't know. Uh, so that's why I like Monero. You know, it's predictable, good community. Yeah, it's predictably uh, anti-establishment, right? Yeah. That's that's what that that's what it's about with Monero. All right, let's see. Um, yeah, this is actually uh, well. Here's a good. Um, it's, it's not a question, but it's kind of a good point from DigDog. Most people don't realize how minimal the storage rent amount is. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, th these amounts, they're, they're minimal. And um, 
I mean, essentially, it's supposed to, and it's not going to kind of rug you, but it's supposed to kind of prevent uh the the, the you know, i mean one of the and, and and correct me if i'm wrong joe but really i think one of the underlying thinking behind this was to um pr- kind of try to discourage what say what's happening with bitcoin where you got this you know millions or tens of millions of, of dollars worth of bitcoin just gone somewhere and lost wallets and uh, you know in in inaccessible places um, out of circulation, you know, in yeah. fact, how much Bitcoin is out of circulation right now, uh, Joe, I, I, it's, it's some pretty significant amount actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's growing. It's, you know, uh, what, what is the latest tally? I don't know, but, uh, it is true that, you know, you do get this idea of dust, which is basically where the value, um, in one UTXO can't, um, pay for, a change of state, right? It can't pay for a transaction fee. So then it's just like frozen forever. Um, then you also have this, uh, idea of people who will, you know, lose their keys. And so then it's just like locked and lost economic value. And it's always impossible to know, you know, did the person lose their key or did they just, I don't know, bury their seed phrase in the forest. That'll be dug up at some point in the future and someone will, <laughs> use it or recover it or whatever. Um, yeah, erg is a little unique in that sense where it, you know, can't really be destroyed, right? It just recycles itself. Uh, I think that that idea of creating like this perpetual, uh, mining subsidy for security is, is really, really interesting and proof of work. Um, I know that there's a lot of speculation, what is going to happen, you know, once the, uh, security subsidy from the block reward and like Bitcoin gets, uh, too low to where, you know, perhaps the price doesn't change to reflect, um, you know, the economic, I guess, uh, payout needed for chain security. And so this idea that, uh, the chain can recycle lost or stuck value is really fascinating to me because it, it seems like a pretty realistic way to create, uh, long-term security subsidy, you know, as well as potential, you know, um, off-chain services like batching. But, you know, I, I go to where we kind of open this, uh, not really a fan of closed source batching. I think that's, uh, too much of an attack vector. Um, I, I get that, you know, maybe it can be federated and, uh, people can be put in like a, a private legal situation where they have to behave or they have some consequence, but, you know, that kind of gets us back to a trusted model versus a trustless model. And, uh, the ideal is that these are open permissionless systems where anybody can run the infrastructure that they need or want and see it and participate. Right. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, uh, all good points and, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's also important to understand that, you're not really, really inflicting any kind of serious, um, I guess, impedance to people who do want to, you know, go out there and take, uh, you know, make a make a paper erg wallet and, you know, bury it in the woods for their kids to find twenty years later. You're not stopping. It's if you want to do that, you can do that. Uh, for the storage rent to eat away enough of that erg. 
takes a long uh, time. Yeah, it will take a really long time. So it's, I mean, yeah, it, it, the proportions there are just, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's completely like, if you really look at it, if you really understand it, it's really completely self-explanatory why it's there and how, I guess, non-threatening it is to people who, you know, to, to anybody who actually wants to hold ERG for, you know, um, as a long-term investment. All right, let's, uh, let's go. Okay, here's a good one from Augustus Kent. As always, good questions. Uh, what would prevent miners increasing storage rent and transaction fees to increase their own profitability? What, uh, what counterbalances the miners' ability uh, to modify things purely for their own benefit? Um, well, I'll, t I'll let you start with this one, Joe, because, yeah, again, you... Um, oh, I would say the, the first thing is common sense, right? Like, let's say I had a restaurant. Okay. I'm participating in a market. I have competitors. And so if I were to say, Hey, I'm going to raise the price of hamburgers to a million dollars. And so if I, I sell a, a hamburger, I'll be rich. No one will come like the, they would destroy the uh, economic environment that they support and benefit from. So miners have to balance that with demand, right? Uh, because if there's no demand and they just decide to raise fees, raise prices, guess what? Nobody's going to come right? That, that's, it's going to kind of kill their own economy. Now, one uh, thing that kind of also, uh, I guess, will act as a buffer for a lack of common sense is this idea that uh, there needs to be kind of a majority consensus in order to modify parameters, right? And uh, so you have to go out and get the mining community to support changes. Uh, you know, they all have to update their reference client on their node if they're solo mining or get the pool that they're mining to, to, uh, create those changes. And, uh, you know, that kind of creates the friction of, uh, I guess some kind of democratic or delegated process. Uh, you know, it's a little bit different now with pools than, you know, I guess the original intent was a lot more, uh, representative, uh, in terms of like democracy slash hash power. But the truth is it's against business logic, right? If I'm going to invest in hardware and, uh, I'm going to be mining erg and, you know, let's say I do have some incentive to actually care enough to, uh, you know, try to influence the parameters of the system, which, okay, you can make the argument. There's a lot of miners out there that don't really care about Ergo and, you know, the hop on when it's convenient, but luckily the benefit of that is they aren't going to vote, right? <laughs> they'll maybe they'll like sign onto a pool somewhere that is voting, but, uh, I don't think they care enough to try to modify things because that will take a certain amount of work. Right. Um, so then it leaves miners that are more uh, invested in like the long-term health of the ecosystem to uh, let's say modify some parameters to try to create the optimal economic environment. It's really actually quite fascinating looking at this Bitcoin uh, stuff right now. Um, you know, Ergo has the ability to modify block sizes, right? So if the mempool would ever have, I don't even know what Bitcoin's at 400,000, you know, transactions, you know, miners could potentially, 
uh, vote to increase block space and, you know, absorb some of that uh, mempool pressure. And then on the other side, uh, you know, if none of those transactions uh, end up working out and they're kind of spam at some point, miners could use storage rent to recycle it from the network. So they get uh, potentially paid on both sides. Um, I, I really like that supply side dynamic of adjustable fees. I know that, um, uh, probably due to East gas fees, like there was this, uh, uh, general hate for miners for a long time. Like, Hey, it's too expensive. But, uh, you know, that's kind of a product of running everything on chain, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I guess again, you, you said it, I mean, the bottom line here is his business. Um, you know, why, you know, why, why is, why are our eggs, a few bucks and not a few hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, why, why are, why do things cost as much as they do? And yeah. I mean, things that are sustainable cost as much as they do because of the man. Right. Um, and like you said, it's a business decision. Uh, so anybody who is making, uh, this would have to be a coordinated conscious business decision that several businesses or that are in the business of, securing the blockchain, which is why, how they have make money would vote and say, you know what, let's just increase it a whole bunch. And, you know, uh, uh, maybe people will not say, screw these guys. I'm going to go somewhere else where it's actually, what actually makes sense to, uh, to do stuff. You know, um, I mean, everybody's talking about Ethereum, you know, ETH, uh, gas fees, I mean, really, you know, the only reason why that is tolerated is because of the size of the chain. Yeah, um, there's demand. And, there's demand. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, that, there's that's the thing. That's the thing because somebody will pay it. You know, somebody will pay it. That's why it's there. If it, nobody would pay it, it would not be there. Um, I hate to people. Can I see a lot of systems out there where it's like, hey, you know, we have an infinite capacity to scale for our ten users, right? Um, there, I think that, you know, with, with Ergo, uh, you know, the long-term goal is to be a settlement system, but there has to be demand enough that people will take the reduction in cost for kind of the, uh, security trade-offs that layer twos offer, right? There's some different assumption there, uh, you know, not to say that it can't be done securely and, uh, work well, but you know, you, you do get uh trade off with assumptions for a lower fee environment, but there probably needs to be demand, right? Otherwise, you know, it's like building a massive highway in the middle of nowhere, right? Uh, there has to be traffic. Yeah. And of course, and on the other hand, uh, I mean, again, I'm going to bring up, uh, something that's close to close to the business that I'm doing on Ergo. And that is, uh, the, the business with Palmyra and minting fees, right? So, uh, people ask me this question. So uh, right now the minting fees are really low on Ergo. Um, what would happen if they got raised, you know, what, what would happen? Um, it's all a business about business decision, right? So, um, number one, I'm hoping to put so much transaction through the, through the chain, uh, through, through Ergo that the miners will see that it is to their benefit to not raise minting fees to a point of where it would not make financial sense for me to continue minting as many 
NFTs on Ergo, right? Um, and uh, I mean that that yeah, at some point, yeah, minutes and minute fees probably will go up. Do do I think that um, you know uh, you know in a couple of years or whatever, uh, if 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 uh, the miners decide to raise minting fees because we got more traffic through Ergo, we got more demand, uh, so we decided to kind of raise a little fees a little bit. Do you think they're going to raise fees? Uh, you know, at that point, I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, hoping and we're hoping to to be moving uh, uh, you know tens or maybe hundreds of millions of dollars of business through through Palmyra, if not more. Um, do you think that the, the miners are going to say, you know what, these guys that are bringing so much traffic to Ergo, fuck them. Let's, let's, let's raise fees on them and get as much money as possible out of them. I, I seriously doubt that. I seriously doubt that will happen because that would be self-destructive. That would not be a sustainable uh, business decision. And uh, yeah, that's why I believe that a, you know, uh, a, chain like, a chain like Ergo and a community like, er, like uh, Ergo is, you know, uh, I guess business savvy enough to make the right decisions. So that's, that's, I mean, that, that, that said, you can go on about this, but really it's just, like I said, you know, it's, it's all about that balance, right? It's all about the balance of the free market. Mm -hmm. Um, and, in this ecosystem, because, you know, you want permissionless, you want, you know, self-governance, you want, uh, you know, you won these uh, permissionally decentralized systems. Well, there you go. You know, it, it's not, there, there are no, you know, banking regulations here on how much it can go up. It's all about supply and demand. If you're going to, you know, if it'll go up as much as people will pay for it, that's how the free market works. Yeah. And it goes the other way too. It will go down as much as it takes for the chain to stay alive because how the, that's how the market works. So there is no demand for a high priced and overpriced. I mean, like, look, if so, you know, if, if Ergo decides to charge like ten bucks a minute, right, twenty bucks a minute, that's that's not gonna work. You know, that's not competitive. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just business. All right, let's uh, let's see. Okay, here's an interesting question here. Um, what is being done about hash rate spikes and the time it takes to, uh, for the difficulty to adjust accordingly? Still lagging some, uh, some when big hash jumps to the network. Yeah, I, well, I would say that, uh, you know, the difficulty adjustment uh, update certainly was not perfect. And to be honest, I would know because I was, I was kind of part of the proposal of let's speed up our, our current one. Um, Oof. You know, it's one of these uh, things where I would love to see proposals, right. Um, for new difficulty adjustments, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard in a way coming, like, if I look back at the merge, um, you know, even before the merge, you know, I was, I was kind of proposing something very, very similar to what we did, uh, absent some, uh, I guess, percentage that, uh, Alex added on. Um, but you know, it's, it was very difficult because you're coming from like this environment where, uh, the Ethereum foundation basically screwed over all the miners. Right. And, you know, ergo, we would love for miners to build a new difficulty adjustment, propose that, implement it without even needing our permission. Right. That would be the optimal solution, but that's sometimes very hard to do. Uh, it's hard to get that type of engagement. You know, the same thing is true with like, uh, the, uh, minor fees. 
And so I've always said, Hey, if there's a good proposal, um, you know, that has uh, some legs, I would, you know, even personally help fund it. Right. Uh, the question is, um, you know, time resources, Ergo foundation is not that big, right. And it would be good to have some community support in that. Uh, you know, if, sometimes it's difficult to be like, Hey, you know, us, the Ergo foundation is going to impose, you know, this on minors and, you know, accept it. That's kind of where, uh, <laughs> that's, we saw how that ended with Ethereum is the bottom line. Um, you know, and then on the other side, a lot of the times people existed within that like relationship with, uh, the core developers at the, uh, Ethereum foundation and, you know, and it's something they support. They want that like, Hey, you know, the take care of us. Right. And it's hard. I don't think we found the balance yet. Uh, I don't think that the difficulty adjustment is perfect by any means again, because I was, you know, part of <laughs> proposing the change that was made. Right. I understand it's not perfect, but also, oof, yeah, I'm out of my depth there. Like I, w I would love to see, uh, I would love to see some support consensus and change there that minor support, right? That's the point of having minor driven governance. Um, so, you know, what's being done, well, I, I can say, Hey, I'll, I'll throw some money that way. Uh, we have raffle. We have a lot of different ways for the community to support the, uh, development side of it. And then it's ultimately up to miners to decide, right? I, I, I can't, I don't have enough hash rate to force that. Like, uh, sometimes I think people forget that, um, you know, we do actually try to give miners the tools to govern the system and, you know, um, so let's see, I think that as uh, the ecosystem matures, it's my hope that, uh, you know, miners really do start taking control of the different parameters and, uh, you know, you get more kind of economic forecasting in terms of what changes are beneficial and you get short-term potential changes. If we ever got into a situation like Bitcoin is in now to where they have a lot of levers they can potentially pull and optimize the system based on the current, you know, uh, on chain and off chain positions, right. If, uh, they ever needed to, uh, potentially increase the security subsidy. I do think that raising fees a little bit makes sense. And you can do that without asking anybody. That's it's really a beautiful design. Now, if you were to say, okay, what would that require? It would require majority consensus. It would require some kind of fork. Is that messy? Yeah. But if the demands there and uh miners support it, great. Like take as much power there as you can. I, I think that uh, saying from Alex uh, is uh, very true. Sometimes it's just, uh, you know, everybody then looks to him and says, okay, well, this is what I want do it. And then it's like more pressure or responsibility. Um, and you know, the poor guy's already juggling 20 different things. So let's see, I I'm not totally satisfied with it. Uh, it has stabilized block time a little bit, which is good, but in terms of the, uh, you know, migrating pools, yeah, that's not optimal. It's, it's really not, uh, Hopefully we see something better. Yeah, I wasn't a part of uh, that whole thing, but I remember, uh, I remember the stress and the memes that you would send me during that time. It was, you know, I, I proposed something in early 2021 that was very similar to 
um, you know, what actually got implemented post merge, but it was like, Hey, miners, this is an idea. I think it would help, but, uh, you know, maybe I should have been more vocal as my mistake, but at the same time, I've always actually hoped that, you know, miners really take over, do their own thing. Right. I think that would be a sign of maturity in our ecosystem. So I would support that. I'd be happy to see it. There's been a couple of different really, really raw proposals, but I haven't seen anything like mature enough to the point where it can be implemented. And you know, it sucks sometimes. Cause then you get like, uh, I, I guess people in the like video mining community that are like, Oh, they don't care. And it's like, well, shit it was like that. I thought this was supposed to be a decentralized ecosystem. We have like how many people at the Ergo foundation six, come on. That's a big, that's a big engineering task, but I, I would love to support it. Uh, if anybody actually wants to push a solution to the point where it's mature enough, um, to actually be implemented and, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the ecosystem that would love to play with it, test it and, and push for that. So do it. You know, I, 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 to tell you the truth, I mean, maybe you told me at some point, but even I don't know exactly how many people are in the Ergo Foundation that like, uh, like privilege information. It, it, no, it's, it, it sounds small. It's quite small. Like, you know, you come from IOG and I don't even know how many people there are, you know, at any given point, but I would say much, much, much larger factor. Um, yeah, hundreds, yeah. hundreds, several hundred. Yeah. You know, so we're, we're, we're tiny in comparison. Um, and yeah, you know, I think relative to size and cost, uh, you know, we've, we've done, uh, pretty, pretty good in terms of like conservative burn and, and actual production. Uh, you know, I, if you look at the Ergo Foundation's uh, allocation, a lot of the times applications will, you know, come to market in larger <laughs> chains with, uh, you know, more of a war chest than we've had to build an entire network. And our biggest expense has been, you know, paying other exchanges. <laughs> so they'll list Erg, which is ridiculous, but state of the state, man. Well, if you're not careful, we're going to end up in the Binance innovation section, the innovation section. That's yeah. when, when they don't delist, they, they put you in the innovation section now. Yeah. That just means wash trade harder. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> it's no, but it, it is it's so funny. You know how these guys, these, these, the guys with the money, you know, we're, we're trying to kind of, uh, uh, change that paradigm, but still we got these guys with the, with the most money, basically saying how telling us how it is and doing whatever the fuck they want. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, like, Oh, uh, uh, Pepe is innovation. What fucking, what, where's the innovation, the innovation of rugging people, like the innovation of becoming somebody else's exit liquidity. Like what, what is the innovation? Where is it? You know, but then, you know, it's, it's like, that's the nature of the business. And I think it's actually for the best. I think it is for the best. I mean, right now it's kind of, it is difficult for us because, uh, de uh sexes are, are still kind of the, 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 the most accepted way of getting from fiat to crypto. Uh, uh, you know, DEXs are not, you can't do that with DEXs. There are no decentralized on off ramps just, you know, well, there's a couple, but you know, no, no mass adopted ones. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 they just make it so difficult. It's, it's, it's basically, 
Um, I think it's coming to a factor of where uh, it's it's because they're making it so like monopolized and difficult that it's going to just buckle on itself because That's a lot right. of these guys, you know, a lot of these guys, I mean, they're, it's, it's just gonna, not going to be sustainable. You know, the industry is going to grow and it's going to find its way into the DEXs and people are not going to want to have to want to pay a million dollars to get something listed on a major, a major uh, a centralized exchange. And uh, yeah, that's just that's gonna that model is gonna, that model is going to it's not sustainable. Oh, I would uh, love to. It, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Like, I would love to disrupt the exchanges in this space. The biggest difficulty right now is just on and off ramps, right? If you have the ability to move from the banking system into the crypto space, there's value in that. And right now, that's uh, kind of a limited uh, access. So that's ultimately what you're paying for. You know, if, if there's ever a solution to, uh, transmit value from, you know, the traditional banking system into decentralized environments directly, they're dead. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I just, um, I just wait, I'm waiting for that day. You know, I think it's the natural progression of things. This is not sustainable. Um, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna break because I mean, it, it's gonna break just because of the regulators, you know, because these regulators are gonna, and, and there are some good centralized exchanges out there that I have dealt with, you know, you, you know, there are a few select few, but there are a few, you know, and, and these guys are getting attacked too. I mean, Bittrex, you know, I was, I was talking, I was uh, saying that the other day, you know, Bittrex is a good team. Um, I mean, they're, they're one of the good ones, I think. And uh, they're an OG exchange. They they are one of the good ones. I, I worked with Bill on listing ADA, and just the fact that the SEC dealt them like that is complete bullshit. It's just complete bullshit. And, just, and, and 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 this regulatory environment that is being created out there is just not sustainable for these big centralized exchanges anymore. I don't think it is. No, I think I think the best thing that for crypto is is probably some sort of uh, change in party. And, you know, we do tend to see the pendulum in the United States. So let's see. Uh, but yeah, you know, there was also some big market makers that announced they were no longer going to operate in the U S. So, uh, I imagine that trend, uh, you know, away from the United States is going to, uh, continue until, you know, there's a more supportive policy. So let's see. Well, you know, uh, right now we're, we're dealing with funds on, on the Zengate side, uh, you know, raising funds for, for, for Palmyra. And this is something that is just reoccurring over and over again. When even, you know, funds located in the U S will tell you, uh, don't raise in the U S don't launch in the U S stay out of the U S you know, uh, it, because in the U S really just e e even dealing with qualified investors is still dangerous. Um, a lot of uh, right now, actually a lot of funds and a lot of, a lot of VCs will not touch you. If you, uh, do, uh, do, uh, a, th there's, there's quite a few like, um, um, token sale practices that they will, they basically will just blacklist you because they don't want to deal with, with the, this sec bullshit in the U S. So if you have like us customers, 
um, yeah, it's going to be very difficult for you to deal with, uh, with any kind of, uh, getting any kind of, uh, you know, qualified, uh, qualified or professional investor funding. Um, so yeah, it's the, the, this is literally, I keep we keep hearing it over and over again. What do we do? Well, step one, don't do anything in the U S step two, remember step one, you know, it's just how it is. How it is. Anyway, let's see. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I think uh, we um, we're gonna end on a couple of really nice questions. Like, for example, uh, here the question is: When ATL Armenio beard? All time low. Yeah. Is that shave or is that all time long? I don't understand. All time long, I think. All time low would make sense. I don't know, man. I can't go ZZ top. I work with power tools. That seems dangerous. Well, you know, you can have a Texas goatee and still, you know, be able to maintain uh, safety. I would. I think. don't know. You flipping around a drill down here with a long beard—that seems like a bad, bad uh, recipe for a haircut. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. All right, and there's a question for me. How late is Dan today? Uh, Dan is going to have another one of those late nights tonight, guys. It's already eleven ten p.m. here, and I still have a few hours of work left. So, um, yeah, I think, you know what, Joe, I think actually, uh, with that said, uh, I think it's a good place to, uh, call it a, a call it a scene, you know, scene and, uh, you know, and sign off and, uh, thank everyone for the awesome questions. Thanks for joining the AMA. My apologies for not, you know, showing my beautiful face today. You get to see my beautiful photo that I took actually by the wall of the Cardano office. The funny thing is that right now we rented that office for Zengate, the, the original Cardano office, because it's in Osaka. It's about 30 minutes away from my house. And I did, I just realized I'm looking at this photo. This photo was taken right next to a wall that I sit at right now. I'm literally sitting right there where that photo was taken. And that photo was taken like seven years ago. And I've been using that photo as my professional photo for, for like everything. So anyway, you get to see that beautiful photo. You get to see, uh, Armenio's beautiful beard. And, uh, yeah, so I guess, uh, we'll call it, uh, we'll call it a night tonight and we will be seeing you same time, same channel next week. Yeah. I'm out of coffee, everybody. I'm getting a refill. Have a good one. Thanks everyone.